Hello world, it's Thursday, February 18th. My name's Colin. And I'm Kenny. This is HNTLDR. Kenny, how's it going? Well, we still have power, which is a, a good so thing. So clutch. What we don't have anymore is water. Oh, I, I mean, we don't happens. have, well, I should specify that we don't have running water because we spent a large fraction of yesterday driving from gas station to gas station, buying out all of the bottled water that they have. Such uh, as it so, was. I'm sure there wasn't yes. much left. <laughs> right. So, which is why we needed so many stops. So we have a variety of uh, Dasani and Voss and Smart Water and uh, probably a few other uh, Aquafina, probably a few other off-brand bottles of water. And we also, yesterday, as the uh, as the water pressure was decreasing, it was like a steady decrease in water pressure throughout the day until it hit zero. <laughs> so we we filled up the bathtubs or just like let the water run in the bathtub. So we kind of have half a bathtub of water and we use that to fill up the toilets to be able to flush the toilets. Sure. Sure. You know, standard. It's a fun time first world uh, situation here. <laughs> I, the, the most jarring thing is that it is quite literally such an average weather condition for upstate New York. This would be literally nothing. Literally nothing like that. School would be in session. No stores would zero stores would close. It is like two inches and the world here has ended even more than it already was ended. And you, you, uh, am I right in remembering this, that, uh, your area of upstate New York is the part of the country that gets the most snow of anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's the, the annual, most number of inches of snow uh, because it is right near the Finger Lakes. So there is a concept of lake effect snow where if you're on the correct, the, well, the wrong side of the Finger Lakes, there snow it condenses, snow happens lakes. from the lake. Mm. Even, even if there's no storm, even if there's no other snow around, it's just because <laughs> the lakes are there. Right. Yeah. I remember being very surprised that this uh, somewhere in upstate New York is, you know, has that title instead of, yeah, Maine I think to be Michigan to be fair, the real time fact check I think is that it's the snowiest city. So there might be mm. like areas of land in the U.S. that get more snow, but not that has a city in it. Gotcha. You guys should sue uh, the estate of John Syracuse or whoever <laughs> founded the town in the worst possible spot, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I get one wanting to be near the lakes, but just go to the other side of the damn lake. <laughs> I guess they didn't have as strong a sense of. Uh, earth science and uh meteorology as as we do now that's right all right what's on hn okay well apparently citibank tried to issue a transaction with some shitty ui and this is this is my cup of tea i love seeing uh multi-million dollar mistakes because of ui yep what what a perfect perfect headline whoever whatever ours technical reporter tim lee if you're listening you this is the best headline for this story i can possibly imagine Citibank just got a 500 million dollar lesson in the importance of ui design devastating it's they they're using some software to manage loans right uh or you know manage yeah loans that they've taken out from like several different creditors and like yeah three different you know it t- takes three like senior people to green light a transaction like this they all thought that checking the box next to principal would like me- meant that you're keeping the principal state like payment uh, at Citibank instead of paying it out but instead it paid it out and uh true madness 
yeah. I mean, the they have some uh, screenshots of the UI, and it's truly horrible. Like it's like it's like Windows ninety five style. Yes. User interface elements. It's kind of it's almost weird that like that, that it's impressive that the security teams allow allow for such old bad UIs to even be like to be even running OSs that can display things that look this bad. Yeah. And I'm sure this is the kind of UI that runs like all of the important infrastructure in the world. You know, I was thinking it kind of is cool. (laughs) Like it's all just like in flat gray background. There's no difference really between, uh, you know, the like inside of a text box and the outside. It's, it's kind of pneumorphic. Uh, I I knew you were, I knew you were going to say that and it's upsetting to hear. (laughs) Like, I think this is going to come back. <laughs> not, not, I mean, and it's like a kind of efficient with like h- how little spacing there is, you know, I don't know. There's in, something in, here. <laughs> in the same sort of way that like nineties nostalgia is cool. This is the opposite. It isn't. It's awful. It's still terrible. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Okay. Big story that I want to highlight is that it is perseverance day. Mars rover is landing today at 1255. That's so soon. Uh, Pacific time. Yep. Uh, so, and yeah, 3.55 Eastern time. Uh, so there's the live stream on NASA's website. And I am very, very excited. Uh, for anyone else, um, there is a, a, a kind of in celebration of this, I rewatched a video on Mark Rober's channel, one of the first big videos on his channel, a great YouTuber who used to work at JPL. And he uh, had a video uh, when Curiosity landed in 2012, eight years ago. Um, that kind of like, you know, explain what Curiosity was doing and like, uh, you know, what had some footage from like inside the JPL during like the live streaming of the landing and like seeing everyone celebrating and stuff. And it's a very inspirational video. Definitely recommend checking it out. I have seen that video and it was uh, very cool to see. Mm-hmm. I really liked the video. So that's, is that in 55 minutes? Am I getting my math right here? It is in 55 minutes as the time as wow. of the, this recording. Yes. Wow, that's exciting. Thank you for the mm-hmm. reminder because I got an email about this and then promptly forgot about it. That's right. Of course, it's actually in 43 minutes, as we all know. But there's 12, Mars is 12 light minutes away currently. So, you know. True. We're getting a little bit of a delayed fee. But besides that, yes. <laughs> um, all right. The next thing I want to mention is this imager image. Rarely do imager. Yeah. Uh, links make it very far on hn yeah this is a screenshot (laughs) this is a screenshot of somebody dealing with the new york times help service about trying to cancel their new york times subscription and it is as you might expect a horrible experience dealing with people that are trying to prevent you from canceling and it really looked infuriating from from their messages uh it goes on for like three pages and like what 17 minutes or something of time elapsed here uh and it took 17 minutes of like talking to typing with somebody on an exchange to actually get their subscription canceled but i have a bit of uh i have a bit of a fix for those who want to be subscribed to the new york times but also want an easy way to end their subscription don't say and that is and that is not apple news but to subscribe within the New York Times app. And if you subscribe to the New York Times within the New York Times app, then you're using 
the app store's in-app purchasing system. And then your subscription is managed through the app store. So you would, to cancel, you would just have to go into the app store and go to your all subscriptions and just cancel the subscription to that app. So it's, And 30% goes to Apple. Um, I would assume. Mm-hmm. So would I. So would most people. Because it's, you know, the stated policy. Look, Kenny... Stop shilling for your company here. All right, this is a this is a safe space. All right, we're journalists. A, well, we're not journalists. <laughs> <laughs> that that could that, that could get us into trouble. <laughs> but we are uh, we are opinion. We are opinion uh, voice opinion editors. <laughs> uh, and, that's uh, certainly this is an approach. Uh, independent podcast and uh nothing i say represents the views of my employer we are lawyers and this is legal advice (laughs) (laughs) i liked how a lot of this transcript revolved around the agent like trying to uh tell this guy about uh, reader mode on ios (laughs) (laughs) he was like why are you quitting he's like i hate the ad and he's like are you aware of reader mode on ios and mac os devices it was wonderful i will say it's it's pretty odd that there are still ads within the article, uh, even as I, I'm, I mentioned the App Store subscription way because that's how I subscribe to the New York Times, and I did it intentionally so that it would be easy to cancel if mm-hmm. I wanted to. Um, and it is kind of jarring that I'm reminded that I'm paying for the subscription and getting ads. I feel like the world is that's really true. moving away from like the whole thing is like if you're paying monthly – you shouldn't be getting ads as a general. Absolutely. As a general I say this, of course, thing. as a person on the cheap ass Hulu tier where you still pay, you pay and see ads, but got to watch my Rick and Morty. That's, that's all there is to it. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I wonder if there's a higher tier that I could be paying to get rid of ads, but I don't think there is. Mm. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's, I think that's the difference in my mind. I, I don't think there's a way to be subscribed to the New York Times Digital Edition and not get ads. Yeah. Uh, do you know, is there a way to like always enable reader mode automatically on like certain domains or just always in general? I believe there is a default to reader mode, um, but I'm, I could be wrong on that, but I feel like I've uh, got it. Yeah. Seen that before. Uh, there's an article here that I thought you might bring up. Maybe it's your third story that you have queued up. Why did I leave Google or why did I stay so long? <laughs> written by I actually the, saw the headline and didn't get a chance to read it so uh so fill okay. me in why did he leave google well there's a lot of reasons i just thought it was like a really interesting perspective to get this is from the ceo of Waze, so he's talking about why he stayed at google for seven years after the acquisition and like talked through like you know his experience trying to run a supposedly independent company you know inside of google um and some of the frustrations you know relating to that Plus some of the frustrations of like, you know, what he, you know, some of his complaints about the corporate culture at in big tech companies in general and like how it makes it hard to operate like any sort of high speed startup within them. Uh, There's a lot of opinions in here. This guy, the comments are very divided because he's, you know, pretty abrasive and like apparently, you know, he kind of like offhandedly mentions that he got a lot of PR, various PR complaints once joining Google for like using, you know, four letter words and like not being PC during his talks and things like that. And kind of like, you know, brushes it off and people are like, I wonder, you know, 
I wonder what what those even were and like, you know, how inappropriate it was. Like there's a big spectrum of ways of things it could be. Right. Uh, it was a very it's very weird. Yeah, very weird thing. He's complaining about, you know, brand alignment and like not being able to fire people easily. He complains, you know, about how Google never helped them with distribution at all with Waze and the fact that Google is like stealing all of Waze's features while also owning Waze. Um, a lot of mm. a lot of interesting stuff here. Uh, anyway, I think you'd enjoy it uh, in general. It's a good read. I'll take a look. Uh, but then the top comment on HN uh, relating to this post is by John Carmack, who gives his perspective on uh, what it was like at you know, inside of Facebook uh, or inside of Oculus post Facebook acquisition, um, huh. which oh, is that's cool. another another interesting yeah you know perspective on this. So definitely worth checking out. And then that just sent me down the rabbit hole uh, of you know looking back at John Carmack's uh, like keynote talks, like off the cuff talks at the Oculus Connect. Is that what it's called? Yes, at the Oculus Connect conferences that he's been doing so, for like ten years now on the future of AR that, and like VR. A- five six hour talk something like that <laughs> he's uh pared it down to one and a half on average I think. oh good okay these are so good these are some of the yeah, most concentrated outpourings of brilliance on the internet so cannot recommend that highly enough i had some extra time today we had a bit of some delays so i started watching some of these and i just know i'm going to go down this whole rabbit hole watching all of his talks today from all the oculus connects yeah i've seen a few of them and uh i am a big fan as well Speaking of cool videos, on the front page uh, yesterday, today, one of these days, is the Khan Academy course, Pixar in a Box, The Art of Storytelling. And I these these are not new. I think they just sort of resurfaced on Hacker News, but I've, I've watched a few of these. I have not gone through the whole thing. Uh, and they're really great. And they're like from Pixar people. And it was like a collaboration between Khan Academy and Pixar about how Pixar works and like how to be a better storyteller. So there's sections about character development, about world building, about character arcs, about activities and visual language and tone Mm -hmm. and color. And Pixar is just so good at all of these things that uh, it's very cool to be able to hear it like directly from the source in Khan Academy. Khan Academy style, easy to understand videos. Uh, yeah. So I highly recommend checking those out. Looks great. Gets pretty granular too. There's like a chapter on animating crowds and on modeling grass <laughs> with par- parabolas <laughs> and uh, geometry <laughs> yeah. of dinosaur skin. So there's some there's some great stuff here for sure. A uh, few quick updates to close us out is uh, there you can now pre-order uh starlink units for the first time as of uh yesterday so i'm very much considering doing that uh just to get on the pre-order list especially if i'm able to cancel later uh Mm. super down for starlink and uh that's gonna be great uh let's see you there was someone who computed the amount of co2 uh required to like buy a tesla uh, with bitcoin there i guess the amount of like CO2 <laughs> generated by the bitcoin, bitcoin ecosystem that's and, fantastic like, figuring out yeah what the uh comparing the total co2 savings of owning a tesla for its whole lifetime versus the amount it would take to mine the bitcoin to buy it currently and he's determined and that it takes answer? four times uh the amount of like co2 saved by a tesla over its whole lifetime is only 25 percent of the co2 generated by 
Bitcoin, you know, the Bitcoin mining infrastructure uh, required to mine the Bitcoin. And that's so, to mine the Bitcoin that would produce enough money to buy a to Tesla. Buy the Tesla. So like, it's like so 35000 or $50,000 of Bitcoin. Yes. So it fully negates the CO2 benefits of, of having the Tesla three, you know, four times over. That is wild. It's a uh, hilarious, uh, yeah, really uh, funny blog post um, doing working through this math. And my final thing would be uh, that Blitz.js uh, just went uh, into beta yesterday. It's trying to be like the Ruby on Rails full stack React framework, you know, full stack framework for React uh, and TypeScript. Um, <laughs> these guys use Zod as their kind of like chosen uh, validation library. Which is used really? for a lot of different things. Yep, and That's so uh, sweet. yeah, got some followers uh, on Twitter today as a result of that. They've been in al uh, alpha for a long time. Uh, very cool project, though. Uh, some of my other open source stuff that I'm working on now is kind of um, trying to take some of the their big features that they're that they're really pushing and trying to like uh, peel them out into their own uh, their own libraries like TRPC is like uh, kind of trying to replicate the feel of, of uh, that Blitz has of these like kind of invisible uh, API requests that just feel like calling functions on your server, mm. um, which is very cool. So I'm I'm not totally sold on the idea that there's going to be this big re-bundling event, which is kind of part of their philosophy in the way that like Rails like bundled everything together, all the different services for authentication and databases and migration and fetching and uh, plus the front end front end stuff. Um, right. I'm not convinced that's ever going to exist in JavaScript since it's such a fragmented ecosystem um, mm. and, you know, different tools, you know, well, yeah, but it's certainly a good attempt to try to stitch together the set of current best practices into something that feels pretty cohesive. Uh, so yeah, if you're getting into yeah. web dev, uh, check it out. That's interesting. On that, on that uh, note, the I just saw very recently a list of startups like from that were like small startups like ten years ago that used Ruby on Rails, and I was shocked at how many of like the really big startups right now uh, mm -hmm. used Ruby on Rails, like Airbnb and GitHub and Shopify and Hulu, like all used Ruby on Rails, which is pretty wild. Yeah, they they were so dominant. Uh... For like, you know, so many years in that in that ecosystem, I think Rails and and Django um, were like the the two options I chose between when I started building websites in like 2013. Um, the idea of being in the Node.js ecosystem was was not not uh, on my radar at all wow. um, until until maybe 2016, 2015. Hmm. Um, but now, you know, I feel like they're still kicking around, and there's like a lot of goodwill in the developer world for Rails still and Django, and they've you know. It's they're they've they're certainly far from being replaced, um, though. Obviously, in terms of gr recent growth, the whole TypeScript, uh, Next.js, Node.js kind of uh, situation is is certainly uh, the thing you know the approach du jour, um, and it's certainly growing the fastest. So we'll see how this all well, plays out. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to uh, statically built uh, HTML files uh, written by hand. All right, well, see you tomorrow, folks. See ya.